0: One, two, three.
1: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Yeah. DJ, DC Open up the soda Pop It's my house, come on, turn it up Now it's 7 o'clock and the night begins (laughs) This is mania time, time to see who wins I hate you so much I got predictions down on an index card You listen to this entire song? How long does it go? You know the superstar's gonna bring it hard Sometimes you gotta turn on That old network. I hope there isn't any lag. PS4 don't be a jerk. Welcome to my house where I sit on my couch and I eat some pretzels and I watch guys wrestle. It's WrestleMania from that Cowboy Stadium. I hope they are not callous. Reigns can't win in Dallas. Put your hands in the air. Welcome to my house. Uh, D C. Oh, no, it's Rains not over win that, <laughs> louse. Morning comes and you know that you wanna say. I r- I wrote words for the whole song. Maybe it was so bad. I guess things won't change. But just you wait. There's a remedy for that pain. Someone new is in charge, and his name is Shane. Sometimes we just I, gotta preach. <laughs> when I joined this show. <laughs> Wrestling can be fun. Take it from me, D.C. Welcome to my house where I sit on my couch and I <laughs> beat some guys. I thought that Grizzly Matthews and I watch guys wrestle. Mania providers, those new age insiders, their coverage was absurd. No No better place to be heard. Welcome to our house. The neighborhood's our house. Whether it is KO, Sammy, or AJ Styles, WWE's got talent for miles and miles. Even if you hate Miz or Y2J, just like that, a guy like Cesaro comes to play. Apollo Crews, Baron Corbin, Enzo, and Cass. The stars from NXT won't hold it back. The greatest is Bo Dallas. Hey, what else would I say? And don't forget his brother's name is Welcome to my house, where I sit on on. my couch. Do you want to text text me when
0: this is over? I'm just going to walk
1: out. (laughs) It's time now at last DDT Wrestling Podcast with my friend Doc Manson. I can see him dancing. I am not dancing for the record. Welcome to our house. It's the best intro ever. That's... Welcome to our house. I'm going to give you credit. That must have taken DDT a lot of effort. Oh. And I plugged the website at the end. Okay. Uh, If this is your first episode, I don't know why
0: I'm directly addressing you, because you turned this off. However, (laughs) if this is not your first episode, welcome back. Uh, I'm glad to see that you think our brand of humor is
1: uh, humorous. At all. Uh, Yeah. I actually tried to sing it the first couple times, and then realized (laughs) that wasn't going to work, so I decided, when in doubt, embrace the white nerd inside of me, and... And I'm very How long did that, that take you um, to write? Maybe a couple of hours because I had to listen to the actual words to the song and figure out like the rhythm. To record, I don't know, thirty, forty minutes. <laughs> Once I had to, it, I started and stopped probably fifteen or twenty times because, you know, at one point I was trying to be like, yeah. DJ D C <laughs> and I was like that's not gonna work. So but anyways, my name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI and I'd like to welcome you to the DDT Wrestling Podcast after WrestleMania and after the Raw. It has been a whirlwind week there, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. How you doing, my friend? Thank you for your patience in dealing with my my awesome beats, my funky funky uh, beats. i I'm, I look forward to To what Twitter makes of this week's introduction (laughs) Oh, well All I can say is, I hope they don't encourage you That's all I can say Somebody already asked, I did send it to, you know To a couple of people just to make sure the sound quality came out And they wanted to know when my mixtape was coming out
0: Mm. So maybe
1: every month I'll take the theme for every pay-per-view And redo it I really hope they don't get any heavy metal though Because I'm probably not going to do well with that
0: well, if you just speak it through the heavy metal, like,
1: I think you'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Oh, William Shatner it. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Like I have said, we are days after WrestleMania. The RAW after WrestleMania. Does, does this make this season two of DDT? We could say so. You know, I'm okay. I'm somewhat approaching the one year anniversary of doing a podcast, although. We've started and stopped so many times with different names and different avenues. Um, but hopefully you have found us. Hopefully you found our weekend coverage. This will be a New Age Insiders episode. We will take this. That song is going on the NAI feed. I am so excited. No so no one is excited. ever
0: going to seek out that is our own true. separate
1: podcast feed,
0: a- which they can subscribe to on iTunes or any sort of podcast podcast app or directory of their choice, simply by searching by for DDT Wrestling and finding our own personal feed.
1: And if they were to do that, yeah. what would they find there, DC? They would find, let's see, I believe we did a podcast on Saturday covering NXT, we did a podcast on Monday covering... WrestleMania just a couple of hours before Raw, so they they would get ample amounts of coverage, beaucoup coverage, as the French say, Uh, but today, with our usual weekly show, we are going to chat a bit about WrestleMania, uh, looking through the whole weekend, including the Raw after, because when we talked on Monday, um, we were not effusive in our praise of the show. No, but I also don't think we were... That negative No, no, but we were, I think we were fairly realistic in saying um, There were some hits, and there were some definite misses Yeah, there were definitely a lot of things that we found, I think, disappointing But um, my first question to you there, Doc Manson, is Did the Raw, after WrestleMania, um, change your opinion of the show in any way Be it positively or negatively Um, How did Raw sit with you? generally
0: I mean general I don't know I'm I'm of a mixed mind here I would say generally there were some real positive things that happened on raw we saw some debuts um from a few different folks way more than I expected yeah and some returns and that definitely uh, helped freshen some things up for sure but that said while there were positive parts to raw I was boggled Yes, boggled by their treatment of storylines coming out of WrestleMania. So starting right at the beginning of the show, or did you want to? No, I, I was going
1: to agree because you know, I was quite taken aback with the number of talents, specific talents, that weren't a presence at all on. Well, that Bunny too. Raw. Where was Brock Lesnar? Or where Dean was Ambrose? Dean
0: Ambrose? There was no mention of them that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe there was a a, you know a a highlight reel from WrestleMania, but there was no new news. There was no no new developments with either of them. No, that was certainly not. That was
1: one of the biggest things I took away. Was here we have this match that now, granted, the match itself wasn't that tremendous, but that match ends and for as much as I can tell, I have not read the SmackDown spoilers. I fully intend on watching it, but I'm guessing. Brock Lesnar doesn't show up on SmackDown so is he done? Is he gone for a few months? Is this it? I'm confused. But let's go to the beginning of the show. Yeah, and this is actually one of my biggest problems. Um, So Shane
0: McMahon came out, um, you know, invited onto the stage by Vince McMahon. Shane goes on to say, you know, he gave it his all. Thank you, WWE Universe. And he finishes up by saying goodbye. Or so we think. And then very quickly, Vince interjects. Ah heck. Why don't you run raw for a little bit of time? And I just sat there saying to myself, "What? What? What?" Mm-hmm. We just had this entire month-long build up to WrestleMania where you were wrestling to control Raw and you lost. Shane McMahon lost that match, losing the stipulation and then Vince McMahon just puts him in charge of the show anyways? Don't get me wrong. On this show, I've said all the time, just, I think, maybe last week's episode, we were talking about The Undertaker. And I said, you know how you get him back into WrestleMania if he loses? You just have him come out the next night, and he beats anybody, and you make the stipulation, and he beats him, and that's fine because it's wrestling, and that's how things work. But literally, the night before, at WrestleMania, Shane lost a stipulation saying he was not going to be in charge of Raw, and then you put him in charge of Raw? Like that's just that's so I
1: it that bothered me. You were boggled, I believe, is the term. You yeah, were boggled. boggled for sure. Um, I was also a little taken aback and confused by it, though. I, you know, I don't, I don't think they did a great job of saying this, but the interpretation I took out of it was Vince was impressed by Shane's willingness to risk his life. For this thing that he believes in, and so because of that, and also because Shane was trying to steal his thunder, apparently. But because of that, he decided to put Shane McMahon. You know, so okay, you didn't. No, that not, doesn't. That's not. You're not in charge of the company full time, but you know, because you get nay for effort, I'll put you in charge of this company this one time.
0: I just think it's so strange. I mean, like, because you know, the stipulation was. He gets Shane wins, he gets control of Raw, and the Authority is out of power. The first Raw after WrestleMania, we don't see the Authority, mm-hmm. which could have been interesting to see, given that Triple H lost the championship. There could have been some good, I think, Roman Reigns Authority moments there. Not that I want to see that storyline continuing anymore, but, you know, he hasn't even had a rematch. He just lost the belt. You'd think there'd be some choice words that he would i mean you think stephanie mcmahon would come out and be gloating about continuing to have control of raw because her brother lost mm-hmm. and then you have the dichotomy of that you have the reverse
1: where triple h is licking his wounds it, it, i thought that it was exactly what was going to happen steph would come out and be like you know yes maybe you're still eating cheese balls from gq's bucket aren't you yeah you are um Stephanie's coming out and saying, you know, we can at least take solace that we're still in charge. And Triple H is, rem- you know, has, can't be com- consoled, inconsolable, because he lost his title. And I thought that would be angry. I thought that would be everybody. interesting. Seeing the authority at odds, even in some minor way, is an interesting wrinkle. Um, but And the rumor that I've seen online, I don't know how substantiated it is, is that we're done with the authority for... ...a decent amount of time. And I'm actually okay with that... ...but I don't understand...
0: ...I don't understand why... ...they booked Wrestlemania... ...the way they did. Why they had that come out... ...the way that match came out. And then they did the thing that they said... ...they weren't going to do based off the outcome of that match. It was a bait and switch. Mm -hmm. All I ever want in my storylines... ...is logical consistency. Point A to point B, follow through. Follow through with the story... ...that you're telling. One of the things I was most excited about at WrestleMania was all the possibilities coming out of this match, and it turned out to be a total bait and switch. It didn't matter if I predicted who was right, whether I was right or wrong about who won, because when I predicted Shane McMahon losing, it didn't. It, it involved this Authority being in power still. Mm-hmm. A, a total, you know, a total reversal off of what they set up, up the possibilities that I saw based off of the story they were telling and I just
1: I just feel robbed. I feel so, robbed. So how did we get here? Is it possible that Vince McMahon and Brain Trust really thought that Roman Reigns was this was going to be Roman Reigns' crowning achievement and he was going to win over the fans at WrestleMania and because that didn't happen They decided, they know that the crowd on the day after WrestleMania is a crazy crowd anyways. JBL told us about 47 billion times. Did you find that insulting? I found that insulting. I find most of what JBL says insulting, which is a shame, because I like Bradshaw. But, you know, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, these fans are crazy. They cheer who they usually boo, and they, you know, it was like, these fans are dumb and don't represent... You, the populace. So don't listen to what they have to say. And I'm like... these. I mean, I don't... I did not interpret him
0: saying that these fans were dumb. But to your second point, yes, they are not representative of the mainstream audience. And that just, to me, I find that insulting. Because those are your most vocal fans. Those Mm -hmm. are the people who paid you thousands of dollars to fly out to WrestleMania. To come to your show after WrestleMania. They've probably been there all weekend at Access, NXT, all that. And you're going to tell me that those fans, in your mind... Aren't part of the story that you're telling that they, because they're not cheering for the people that you think they should be cheering for, you're going to discount their opinion on national
1: television over and over and over again. Come on, yeah, I agree. I agree. It was a little, they, and they just I kept, found that distasteful, and they just kept doing it. And so you know, so I'm asking myself. Was this the plan all along? Was it? Was this the plan that Shane was going to lose, keeping The Undertaker's streak intact, but his Herculean effort impresses his father, and so he gets a short-term run? You know, because one other question is, are we done with Shane McMahon? Like, he never came out and said an official goodbye. Does Vince come out again next week and say, well, you did better than I thought you would last week, so here you go, you can have it again this week? Or is it over? Like, was this. I don't know. You know, they, they never. The, the storytelling I thought was not complete. You know, Vince getting into a limo and saying, Shane's going to ruin it, so I'm getting out of here. 45 seconds ago, you were shaking his hand and saying, All right, I'm going to give you control of Rock. I, you, you I was
0: going to bring up that segment when you brought up the thing about him saying, Oh, you did a heck of a job last night. Why don't I just give it to you to run it, anyways? Because he said that before he got into the limo, and I was yeah. just like, Okay, so you don't believe in him at all?
1: Like, what is going on here? Yeah. He went back and forth, you know, he vacillated so much, and yes, I just looked that word up to make sure I was using it right. He vacillated so much between being a heel and a face. I'm like, what is going, you know, what is going on? It, it, it felt like he was just making stuff up on the spot. And I know that probably was not actually what happened. We were not seeing Vince McMahon making entire WWE decisions in front of the crowd on a microphone. But it was not a complete story. So,
0: And that's okay. It doesn't have to be a complete story. But they haven't even given us enough to have any
1: idea of where they're going next week. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I enjoyed the show. It was nice. Having to said that, the debuts, I'm the returns, I'm per- and I'm perfectly happy with Shane being in charge of Raw. Absolutely, I'm okay with you know if if Stephanie and Triple H are going to take a few months off, I'm very okay with Shane being there, even if he's doing it you know via satellite or something like that. And you know, I don't think you need a, a an authority figure necessarily that, that comes out three or four times a night. I think you can do something, you know. Of course you can.
0: I mean, for the majority of the show, these last couple years, the authority has been inserted into the main event, but that's it. You never saw them interact with anybody else, with a possible exception recently of Kevin Owens. Mm. But outside of that, you never saw them interact with anybody in the mid-card or anywhere else on the card. They only ever were involved in a single storyline at a time. They weren't really general managers of Raw, because they were only part of... A single story. The rest of the show seemingly ran itself. We never saw anybody really running that portion. That's
1: true. So to your point, we could have nobody running the show, and I don't think it would be a big change. No. You know, it's Shane McMahon's available. You know, he's the guy that you see somebody on the phone with. You know, Dolph Ziggler gets on the phone and demands another match with Baron Corbin, and, you know, okay, thanks. You know, and that's it. So... Mm-hmm. but I, But I'm okay with that. I enjoyed the show. I thought it was... There was a definite sense. We talked one of these previous podcasts about how the Raw after WrestleMania really is the season premiere, despite what they say, you know, USA-wise. And I got that feeling. You know, we saw yeah. Baron Corbin, who we, I think we some of us expected to see after WrestleMania. Enzo and mm-hmm. Cass, who we all expected to see. Apollo Cruz, who I was not expecting to see at all. Nope. Um, and, best of and- all... Suit and sunglass wearing Cesaro making his return, which I thought was absolutely tremendous. So yes, it was great. Uh, I liked his new entrance. I'm a fan of that. I, you know, I'm I'm not still wild about the music, but it was distinctive. That crowd lost their minds when that siren went off. So mm-hmm. I liked uh, him ripping the suit off. Oh, I thought that was great. And apparently, again, I haven't seen the SmackDown spoilers, but I've heard tell. He does that again on SmackDown. Awesome. I think this is the new thing for him, and it's perfect. I think
0: that makes perfect sense. If he's the Swiss Superman, you, he's got to be in his Clark Kent dunce duds and just rip those well, ladies and I, just,
1: and I love that he wore the sunglasses to the ring. I love that he, you know, climbed the rope and posed. It was, it was quite the enjoyable um, d- return for him, and that match was great. A lot of people. I asked the question to the neighborhood. You know, rank your top five um, matches of the weekend, and a lot of people included that main event from Raw as part of WrestleMania weekend. Did you enjoy the main event? Uh, it was a good main event.
0: Um, I mean, I'm glad Cesaro was
1: back, although I would have liked to have seen Sami Zayn in that match instead. Mm-hmm. Well, I was worried. You know, the the reports were that you know he landed awkwardly. Um, and then apparently rushed to the back clutching his arm. So I was like, oh, here we go again. But apparently that was all for the storyline to then give it, you know, and then Kevin Owens could attack him and all of that. Um, I could make a case, though, that every other person in that match probably deserved, not even deserved, made more sense to win than AJ Styles did. Oh, yeah, AJ
0: Styles... AJ Styles makes sense in only one way, and it's not a storyline way. It makes sense in that Vince McMahon does not believe in putting over AJ Styles, so he lost at WrestleMania, and now he's going to lose to Roman Reigns. He's going to get fed to Roman Reigns in Roman Reigns' first title defense program. I don't know that Roman Reigns goes over clean on AJ Styles. Maybe he gets cost the match by a returning Bullet Club. I don't know. But at the end of the day, he has got a 0%
1: chance of winning that title from Roman Reigns. My opinion. I think you're right. And again, you know, and we can talk about the Roman Reigns promo slash personality later, but. You know, Jericho comes off a victory at WrestleMania, is a heel, has some issues with the S.H.I.E.L.D. brothers, at least in some form or fashion. He would make sense as an initial challenger. Cesaro, the big return, that would make sense. Um, Even Kevin Owens, you know, he's obviously ready for the main event. This would be the next logical step. Um, But I think you're right. The only other thing I think is, going back to the personality, I don't know what you took out of the Roman Reigns promo, I kind of like this tweener, smug, heel, kind of dismissing Sami Zayn and such as not worthy challengers. Again, it was very hard to tell what was intentional and what just happened to come out of the show. But if that's the character he's going with, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind the character. However
0: once again, this is a character that requires Roman Reigns to speak. And, I'm sorry, but he's not very good at it. So, even though some of the things coming out of his mouth, I think, made a lot of sense. They made a lot of sense for his current predicament with the fans. Um, He's, I think, harnessing that energy similar to the way that Cena did, but obviously in his own way. But, Roman Reigns as a character, needs a heck of a lot more personality to really pull it off. And that's my sticking point. I don't think he's pulling it off. He's saying all the right things, but he's not saying them the
1: right way. The I, I cringed when it started with the, Ah, oh, come on, I'm a good guy. Yeah. I was like, oh God. And then I realized he was saying the line that I don't remember if it was JBL or somebody said at WrestleMania, and I was like, oh, God, this is get." And then, again, he stopped speaking. And Jericho came out, and Owens came out, and Zayn came out. And his nonverbal kind of rolling his eyes and being dismissive, I liked a whole lot more. I, It's never going to happen because promo skills... Or, or the ability to promo is going to be a part of wrestling forever. I would love for them to be like, Roman, for the next six weeks, don't say a word. Get everything done. You know, maybe one word utterances at a time. That's it. He needs to subscribe to the Asuka level or the Asuka class of being a personality. And I think it would work out for him. But again, you know having him go up against AJ Styles makes me wonder are they going are they going to embrace the hate as i've been tweeting about for weeks and months on end and let him be heel-ish? maybe not a full heel but they're admitting that he's not going to get cheered going up against styles so
0: yeah he's a big to me he works as a big tough guy strong man you know enforcer type mm-hmm. he does not he does not pull off smug he just doesn't and that's the character that they're
1: going with right now. So I still don't think it works. Okay. Are you excited to see a match with Roman Reigns and AJ Styles, assuming that'll be at Payback on May 1st? I'm excited. I'm excited to see any match with AJ Styles.
0: Am I especially excited for this match? No. No, Roman Reigns does not do much for me. I don't I can't pretend to be excited pretty much about anything
1: that has to do with Roman Reigns in a wrestling ring.
0: Okay.
1: Are you excited about Roman Reigns at all in any situation? Because you made a point to Not
0: right now. I'm pretty low on him. Don't get me wrong. I've seen him do some good stuff from time to time, but it just seems like they keep going back to the things that don't work. For some reason, that's the well that they keep going back to. I don't understand why. And you're right. It works when he's being quiet. But the problem is, I know
1: he's going to talk
0: again. I know they're not committing. They seem
1: very intent on getting him over as a verbal talent. And again, I've said it before on this show many, many times. Someone needs to smack some people around back there. He is not The Rock. He is not Chris Jericho. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what he is? He's he is
0: he is literally he actually is Bo Dallas. No, Dallas is playing a character, but if that weren't a character,
1: that would be Roman Reigns right now. I'm kind of horrified at what you just said, because you might not. But be, I'm right. Cause you might not be wrong. Yeah, uh, he's that—he's that smug, too
0: self-assured. Mm-hmm. You know, just
1: all aboard the uh, Reigns Express and the Roman yeah. Empire. Though, to be fair, I don't hear him saying that all the time, but...
0: No, no, I suppose not.
1: All right. So, we're not wild about the main event scene right now. No. And I I think the potential of Bullet Club is intriguing, but I can't get a good sense of what they're going to do. You know, these guys are not known commodities in America. The idea of the Bullet Club... People know because they've seen the t-shirts or they've heard about it. But people do not know what they are. I would argue people might know more about Nakamura than they would about the Bullet Club. And Nakamura, at least for the time being, is in NXT. Mm. So I have to believe right now, at this moment, I have to believe that the Bullet Club starts out in NXT in some form or fashion. But it just confuses, you know, it what it's gonna be is there's gonna be a you know nineteen minute match and Roman Reigns is gonna pin AJ Styles after two spears and fans are not going to be pleased at that eventuality. I agree. Were you pleased I, I'm assuming you were not, but were you pleased at our new intercontinental champion, the Miz?
0: No, no, I was not. As I tweeted, they took the one positive outcome from
1: WrestleMania, and they undid it 24 hours later. Why? Did that to what purpose? Were, I'm detecting a theme. That's the second time in the 28 minutes of this show, including my awesome song, that we've talked about the results of WrestleMania being undone. Shane's. Yeah, thing they were was just undone. completely
0: negated. Right. Two instances of things just being completely negated. I don't like. I get it. I do. Zack Ryder was a. F- I'm, I don't know why they gave him his WrestleMania moment, but maybe the, maybe they are ready to work him in a program. And I do understand that booking a program where the face is chasing the heel, you know, could really work out for Ryder. But if you're gonna give him the moment, if you're gonna commit to him to be your champion at least for a day, I don't know. I just I just feel like you should commit to him a week or two a month you know what I mean just 24 hours reverse and maybe I wouldn't have had such a big problem with it if I hadn't just seen the negation of the stipulation from the Shane match as well but seeing both of those things in succession on the same show I was just like what are you doing those were the high points of Wrestlemania sort of I mean Shane wasn't really a high point but but there was no other real high point in Wrestlemania for me other than Ryder winning that belt there was a lot of disappointment all over the place, but that was like one of the true highs. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just I don't understand the logic other than
1: you're trying intentionally to mess with the fans. Did you read my column on DDTPod.com about why um, The Miz was the right choice? I know you disagreed with the premise of what I was saying. We went back and forth on Twitter about this a little bit. But I think I may have read it, but you'll have to refresh me. I made, I think made mainly I made two points when it came to uh, The Miz being the right choice. Number one, we, you just said Zack Ryder was one of the high points of WrestleMania. So the argument I made was they gave it to Zack Ryder specifically to be a high point of WrestleMania. In ten years, when you and I are sitting down to do DDT 2000, the 2000th episode of this show, and... We're thinking about Zack Ryder. We're gonna see him standing on the ladder, holding the belt. That is now his career moment, and it was a highlight of WrestleMania, and in a, in a WrestleMania that you just admitted did not have a lot of fan friendly moments. Okay.
0: You're right. And in a, and you know t- 10 years from now when we're looking back at this we're not going to remember necessarily that he dropped it the next night to the Miz. But we're also not going to remember that he feuded with the Miz. So if we're not going to remember in anyways to use your same logic from the, from the long term why not just let him have it for a month? Because imagine what that does to the morale of the talent, of the man that plays that character, to the actual Zack Ryder who is there. Imagine what that does for you to say, Hey, Zack, I know we gave you a demotion, we sent you to NXT, and we're going to call you up only because everybody's injured at WrestleMania, but you know what, we need a high point on the show, so we're going to give you that belt, but don't get, you know, too feel good about it, because we're going to strip you of it the next night. Can you imagine... What kind of work environment that is for that individual? I mean, maybe he's perfectly fine with it. I won't presume to know. Maybe he's on board and he knows what the plan is and he's perfectly thrilled with it. But from the
1: outside, to me, maybe, just let him run with it for he, a little bit. Maybe he says, and I understand where you're coming from, but maybe he says, I was teaming with Mojo Flippin' Raleigh three weeks ago. I just got a phone call from Vince McMahon. He said, Hey there, bud. We're going to bring you up and give you a WrestleMania. You're going to be in the WrestleMania ladder match. And then they say last minute, because they admitted it was a last minute decision, you're going to win the match. So I went from being in NXT to now I get an actual entrance in WrestleMania, which was, according to him, a big deal. And not only that, I'm going to win a championship at WrestleMania. I imagine the morale for that guy is through the roof because he just got, not to mention the WrestleMania paycheck, but he just got a whole lot more exposure. He got a major victory. He's in the history books. Yeah, he lost it the next night to The Miz. That was probably going to happen eventually anyways. Now, I don't know. Maybe they're going to run with it. I would love to see Zack Ryder versus The Miz at payback. The second point I made, however, is Zack Ryder is champion. I don't know where you go with it. You know, yeah, maybe he fuses with the Miz. So if they had feuded for a month, Ryder had won, let's say, last night. Maybe Ryder wins again in a couple of weeks. And then at payback, the Miz won. Would you have been happier with that eventuality? Yes, absolutely. Okay, well then that's fair. I think long-term, the point I made was there are many more places for WWE to go with The Miz as champion. Love him or hate him, The Miz can help you get a guy over. Yeah.
0: I think my big issue, again, is the immediate negation of something
1: they did the night before. And that's totally fair. I think that's really more my motivation with being yep. upset and, with I, and, I, and I And I do. I think that is a totally fair way of looking at it. It's There was a lot of not even necessarily backpedaling, but there was a lot of you know, like you said, bait and switch. Hey, Rider's here, Rider's the champ, hey, just because Maurice made her re debut and slapped Super Rider. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Super Papa Rider. I just hope we're not getting a mixed tag team match where it's Miz and Maurice taking on son and Daddy Ryder. I'm hoping that's not where we're headed. Are you saying that Daddy Rider is not a Daddy Rider, but a Mama Rider, if it's going to be a mixed tag match? No, but I'm saying usually if they have a, you know, there have been mixed tag matches where, like, Doink and Dink took on Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon. So as long as it's, you know, there's a female involved, they usually call it some sort of mixed match. Though, so are, though you I don't comparing,
0: are you comparing Papa Rider to Dink or Luna? Because if it's
1: Luna, then you're comparing Maurice to Dink. And I just don't know what to think anymore. No, I'm saying it is it is it is a... Well, they're both technically... While Maurice is, I'm sure, a former Divas champion, um, it is two, essentially, in this moment, non-wrestlers. Although, Zack Ryder's dad is in better shape than I'll ever be. So... Uh-huh. I, Beefcake. Speaking of Divas championships, did you enjoy the segment where the Divas championship was officially retired and we saw our new women's champion crowned... Do you even know what I'm talking about? You're looking confused.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just... I'm trying to remember all the stuff that happened around that moment. Lita was there
1: in the ring. She kept calling them girls, which I was waiting for people to get offended by, but that didn't seem to happen. Um, Yeah, I don't really need to... Listen, Lita is
0: apparently a Hall of Famer and a legend, and she's done a lot of great things in this business, but I think we can all agree that speaking was never her strong suit so I'm not exactly sure why you chose her to be the spokesperson for the ushering in of the women's championships era of WWE
1: Uh, maybe Trish Stratus wasn't available, I don't know she would have made more sense, I guess Lita's technically under contract you know, she's a legend so maybe they're getting use out of their legend, I don't know I I will admit yeah. I didn't watch a lot of it. Charlotte obviously was not prepared to handle that raw crowd, and it got no. so awkward. Not at all. It got so awkward that I could not bear to watch it. I you know that's the one time where you need Ric Flair to get on the mic and go crazy and you know dance around. She tried. She tried. It did not work to talk so to that crowd. It did not work. And
0: no, she clearly was out of her league, out of her element. Um, a hundred percent. Yeah. Ugh. Boy, boy. Mrs. Manson has strolled into. The I room. was going to say, she bringing and she's you something. She's delivered me an entire another bowl of cheese balls. I don't think she knows that I already ate an entire bowl of cheese balls, though, and so I'm looking at these a little less,
1: a little less thrilled. Send them back. Send them back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you for
0: thinking of me. That was very kind of I you. I was
1: waiting for her to throw that cheese while she ate it, but I was hoping she would have thrown it at you. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. For those of you who stuck around, now that we've broken the fourth wall and have talked to a person they've never heard on the the podcast, uh, let's see. Uh, are, are we going for Charlotte and Natalia again? Is that is that where we're heading? Charlotte and Natalia at Payback. You know, the pay-per-view's in a couple I, of weeks.
0: You know, I hadn't even considered that. I kind of just viewed their interaction as a one-off. But, to your point, if they were going to have her feud with Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks, you could have just as easily had that moment been with one of them. So, I mean, based off of what we've seen so far, it would seem mm-hmm. to be the case if that's what are doing. My guess would
1: be... Charlotte versus Natalia and then Sasha versus Becky in a number one contenders match for the title. But, you know, they're in a weird kind of position here because it's there's there's payback in extreme rules this month, and then I think or next month, excuse me, in May, and then I think it's money in the bank. Like there's not a real big pay per view for a couple of months. So I don't know how they handle that with all of their things. Did we see um, our United States champion? On Raw, was Kalisto there? I don't believe so. Huh. It, it, was Ryback there? I don't I don't remember seeing him. I know the mm-hmm. Lucha Dragons mm-hmm. are taking on do you are you familiar at all with what's gonna happen on SmackDown? Like I said, I don't know spoilers. No. Um the Lucha Dragons are taking on WWE's newest tag team, the Vaude Villains. Interesting. On SmackDown. Which is when I was like, alright, we'll avoid spoilers and actually watch. Because I'll be very interested to see how that gimmick translates to the main roster. I've I've not been crazy about the idea, but I'm willing to give it a shot.
0: Yeah, I don't know that the mainstream audience is going to react the way that people who watch NXT have. But
1: I mean, there's some overlap, so... You know, it may work out just fine. Did you watch NXT this week after? I tried for like five minutes and realized it was going to be a recap show, and I turned it off. Well, I heard that there was only one actual match on the card. And it Um, was Cruz versus the Grifter, right? Yeah, so yeah, I decided to turn it off as well. I'll watch SmackDown. Um, Let's talk debuts. Since that's where the, t- you know, we saw Baron Corbin's first official singles match. We saw Enzo and Cass show up. We saw Apollo Crews show up. Which of those three, technically, four? But which of those was your favorite? Enzo and Cass. I'm counting as two, I suppose. Um,
0: I guess Enzo and Cass. They, I don't think they came off very well
1: uh, in the segment. To be honest. No. They would be my least... The only thing I liked about that was watching the Dudleys and when the Dudleys came to the ring and Enzo hid behind Colin Cassidy. I was like, mm-hmm. that's the one time you've actually shown me a little bit of information about you know your gimmick that the little guy talks trash and then hides behind the big guy. Um, yeah, no, I liked that, and I, I, you know, I liked his usual
0: intro, but yeah, the actual like rap that he was directing towards the Dudleys was not very good no. at all. But I mean, Apollo Cruz looked good in his match against Tyler Breeze, but Apollo Cruz, we weren't ever concerned about his wrestling ability, uh, so that's not the question mark for me with him. Hence, why I, I wasn't especially impressed with that because he was just doing more of mm-hmm. what I know he can do, which is wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're talking about.
1: Baron Corbin wrestling. Well, Baron Dolson. Corbin.
0: I mean, it was fine, but honestly, I saw. I mean, some of the
1: things that I saw that were impressive were just repeats mm-hmm. from his match. Well, with isn't this the problem that we're so, going to find? As as consistent NXT watchers, is the problem we're going to find that yeah. all of these things that if this was a guy we had never seen before. And he broke out deep six on the ring apron or on the at outside the ring. We would be losing our minds. But now, because we saw him in the minor leagues, we're like, "Yeah, what else he got?" You know, is this is this going to be our problem now? Granted, Sami Zayn kind of adapted that at WrestleMania. Um, coming to NXT, coming from NXT,
0: you bring a lot of baggage because. Again, that most vocal minority of the audience, the, the real you know, hardcore wrestling fans, um, they will know who you are already. They will mm-hmm. know your strengths, they will know your weaknesses, and just because you're showing up in the main roster doesn't mean they're going to pop for you. All that baggage, in the case of Baron Corbin, mm. comes with him.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and and I don't think it's an accident that his first quote-unquote feud cuz I imagine this also goes to payback cuz there was no clear winner, it was a double count out. Um you put him in there with arguably the one of the best wrestlers your company has to offer, you know. When we see Baron Corbin versus Ryback or Mark Henry or whomever, that's when we're going to get a better sense of whether or not the fans respond to him. You know, Dolph Ziggler will wrestle a broom and have a good match. So, um, you know, I like Apollo Crews. Uh, Athletically, he's great. Maybe being on the main roster. And again, I don't know if this is he's on the main roster. I don't know if this is because Shane was in charge. Shane brought some guys up and, you know, now they're going to go back down. Don't you
0: think that's strange? Like, if somebody was going to bring up all these NXT guys shouldn't it be Triple H? Yes. Like everybody who watches NXT knows
1: that it's mm-hmm. Triple H's baby. He's the one who comes out before takeover and gives a little pep talks like yeah. everybody knows. Well, and and the rumor was Triple H usually does that. He did not at NXT Takeover Dallas. Uh, Vince McMahon made that call because he didn't want to confuse people by having a babyface Triple H as the leader of NXT and a heel Triple H world heavyweight champion. And I'm like, do you not get that the fans that watch NXT are smart enough to make that distinction for you? They yeah. can, they can separate Paul Levesque, COO or whatever his title is, versus Triple H wrestler. You don't you don't need to hold our hands through that. We we got it, Vinny. We 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 got it. We, yeah, we're all set. Uh, so, you know, I, we've talked about it. Cruz, I don't ha- see anything outside of just phenomenal athleticism. And maybe they'll just let that be it for a couple of weeks. And, you know, for the next six, eight weeks, he just comes out and wrestles. But that's Neville. I was just about to say that. That is exactly what Neville is. And we
0: see seen... Admittedly, Neville's... Wait, is Neville injured right now?
1: Yes, he was okay. wrestling Jericho, and he, like, tore his ACL or something. Yeah, that's right. He that's broke right. something. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess there's a devil slot to fill on yeah, the roster. Yeah, but that's, but that's the problem you run into. It's, oh, my goodness, she's back. Oh, did she bring Coco this time? She did. And what else? Oh, and some cookies. Oh, my goodness. You're the best. You're so... Uh, uh, okay. All right, now. Come on. This is a family show. It might be a family show, but that's why she swooched and she left. No hanky and panky. That's right. None of that. (laughs) Mrs. Manson has
0: just made DC incredibly uncomfortable. (laughs) Where's my song? Where's my song? Where's DJ DC? Come back, DJ DC. Welcome to
1: my house, where I sit on my... Okay, moving as rapidly <laughs> along as I possibly can. It almost turned into the Attitude Era in here. I, I'm really tempted to try to turn off your audio, our video, excuse me. I'm really tempted to just be like, no, we're no longer allowed to see each other. Uh, save us, King Barrett, since you're no longer part of the League of Nations. Save us, won't you please? Um, does it matter? Does it register to you at all? What? That King Barrett got eliminated from the League of Nations. And then the Wyatts came out. I presume we're never going to see him again. I would assume so as well. I think he's done. Um, Mm -hmm. And now I don't know if we're getting... I'm I'm predicting. I I typed out a tweet where I predicted what I thought the payback card would be. Um, I'm guessing it's New Day versus League of Nations versus Wyatts? Maybe. Maybe. You know, I don't think the Wyatts touched New Day in that segment, but the Wyatts did come out and take out the League of Nations, which I liked. It was better. And they're a three-man team now.
0: League of Nations is a three-man team now. New Day's a three-man and team,
1: team now. Th- yeah, exactly. So
0: now our tag welcome, division has to be full Welcome of to
1: WWE. The trios division, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't think... I think we've talked about everything interesting from... Raw. Oh no, we haven't. Oh my goodness, we missed the biggest news of all. We got that What's lovely that? Uh, uh, promo from Puerto Rico. Los matadors. Los matadors without their masks and talking about the wonder of the hibiscus. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I don't care Do what it turns into. Anything is better than the matadors. Did they call each other by their previous ring names? I don't know that they talked... I don't think they used names at all, but I'm assuming it is not going to be Diego and Fernando from Puerto Rico. I believe they'll go back to... Well, I was just wondering if they are going to just give them another fresh start. Maybe, but I think, you know... WWE tends to... And I could be wrong in saying this. I feel like they tend to at least admit their own history in the sense of they'll be Primo and Epico again. Okay, All I know... So you're just
0: saying that we're going to get Festus back.
1: Fair point. I'm okay with that. And Mr. Anderson, Anderson right. or Kennedy? Man, he was called Kennedy, wasn't he? Is he coming back? Was he c- tired? No, but Machine Gun Carl Anderson, Mr. Anderson. I always. Oh remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was Mr. Kennedy. You got really excited, Mr. Then. Kennedy. I liked that gimmick. That was I loved that entrance. That, that is, Love it that Love is it. one of the Love maybe for another time. All-time entrances. That's got to be mm. up there. With Gangrel. I'm with you. With Gangrel coming out of his ring of fire, drinking from his chalice of blood. All. You weren't watching in the attitude era. Gangrel was the wrestling vampire and he came out of a ring of fire he wore like a white He once puffy tried shirt. to convince me that he had one of the best theme songs of all time. I love that theme song. That was the original theme song for Edge and Christian too. But he came mm-hmm. out of like he was he came up from under like the ramp. The, there was a ring of fire, he stepped over it. He's wearing his white puffy shirt, sunglasses, he's got the fangs, he's carrying a chalice. You're going to look this up. No. Oh. No, I'm not. You should though. It's a great entrance.
0: I was just wondering if uh, Johnny Cash was playing. That's all. Oh. (laughs) Ring of fire? Yeah. I got it. Yeah, got it. I got it. Ha! Ha! Yeah! Yeah. I love Mr. Kennedy and Mr. Anderson, whatever you want to call him. and I sincerely hope that he gets past his drug problems
1: and is able to uh, come back to the business. Speaking of coming back, the main reason I liked the Primo and Epico Hibiscus thing, that means we are one step closer to their brother-slash-cousin Carlito making his return. That's never going to happen. I'm s- Apparently, again, someone told me on Twitter that they made him an offer, but he didn't like the term, so he said no. I don't believe it for a second. You don't think so? I
0: believe, I believe that he would tell people that he got an offer and turned it down, but after the way he left the company and after the way that he spoke in the inductions at the Hall of Fame... I find it very hard to believe that the WWE is ever going to do business with that man again.
1: Maybe that's true. I missed the way he left. My opinion. I missed the way he left and I missed what he said at the inductions, but I'll take your word for it. Fair enough. You know what we haven't done in a while? Mm. As you eat your cookie? We haven't opened up our mailbag ddtwrestling at gmail.com is the email address ddtwrestling at gmail.com with all the Wrestlemania stuff we didn't get a lot of emails in fact we got two from the same person our former bestie of the month Um, now here's a question when when we we induct a new bestie of the month when we appoint a new bestie of the month does the old one, is he now the former bestie of the month or one time bestie of the month how does that work I think, I think it's just like being president.
0: You still get the title. I think so. I think you're still Mister President. Right. Or in this case, uh, bestie of the month It's not that month anymore. But no,
1: we got two emails from the bestie of the month from March. Uh, Nate at Oil King O eight. Uh, congratulations to our new bestie of the month, the Mast Fan at al five two nine three four. 8675309. Oh, uh congratulations to him. He is our bestie of the month for April. But Nate has I think we can really only read his most recent one. He asked us some things before WrestleMania. I don't know if they are particularly um, I think we'll just read the most recent relevant. So, yes. All right then. Go for it, please. Hello, DC and Doc. Me again, sending
0: another email, because I don't know if you got my first. If you did, my bad. Do you know what the point of The Rock and the Wyatt segment was at WrestleMania? I thought it was a big waste of time. Also, why give Ryder a day with a title? At least give him a month to prove himself. Your bestie, Nate.
1: Well, we talked a little bit about Ryder. Uh, Nate agrees with you there, Doc. Give him a month or so with the belt. I, my opinion is, you give him a day with the title because it's one day more than he had two days ago. So that's you know that's the, that's the logic I have. But I can understand, like you said, I could I could totally see. You know, Miz chasing him, Ryder managing to squeak out victories, The Miz getting more and more frustrated, and a frustrated Miz is an awesome Miz, and then eventually winning the title at payback. Might have been a better way to go. I will give you that.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're all about making storylines last forever these days. Best of four, best of five, best of whatever series. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't see a problem with that first month of it. I think there was an earthquake.
1: Sorry, I tried to move and Need the table, and then I had to catch the (laughs) lamp. I'm as stealthy as a tranquilized bear, everybody. Indeed you are, sir. All right. Um, Did
0: we? Yeah, I mean, I think you could have spent a month on Zack Ryder as champion, and then you could have still had three or four or five months with Miz as champion in that same program. I'm still not sure that's not going to happen.
1: You know, I don't see Zack Ryder going away, necessarily. Like, I could see... I could see him
0: just not showing up again, going back to NXT... And teaming with Mojo Rawley again And then The Miz just goes on to face Apollo Crews
1: Sami Zayn Name anyone. Your, Name your person um, I don't remember Which probably says enough already Whether or not we talked too much About the Rock and Wyatt segment From Wrestlemania Besides the fact that the 6 minute match was dumb It wasn't even 6 minutes
0: right? It was six seconds, wasn't it?
1: Ah, excuse me, six seconds. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, um, uh, I don't remember do, if we spoke about. Do it, I know what the point was. was? Go ahead. What was the point? I do uh,
0: to put the Wyatts on the card and give them a best WrestleMania paycheck. Probably like, true. That was it. Probably that was right. the only point. <laughs> you could have had anybody in that slot, but the Wyatts only were the only people who didn't appear anywhere else. Yeah. So
1: give them something. Yep. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it was a, a fair amount of wasting of time. You know. Have you face- seen people talking about Brady Face Wyatt now? Brady Face. I
0: have not yeah, seen Brady Face Wyatt.
1: Though I love. So him. after Re- after WrestleMania, you know, The
0: Rock put him over in a big way. Yes. And then you know, even on Monday Night, I think there was definitely more sort of cheering coming from that crowd. Mm-hmm. He's over in a big way, but we've known that for a long time. People do like Bray Wyatt. The Fireflies Absolutely. are proof of that. I mean, do you think that character, that Wyatt family, do you think that works in a babyface capacity as a
1: brabyface Wyatt? If by babyface capacity, the only way it works is if he does exactly the same thing, but attacking Sheamus or attacking, you know what I mean? You go after the heels. He's tried to save us from Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, John Cena. He's gone after every big babyface you have. Now what you do is you go after the League of Nations or you go after I guess Kevin Owens so they're both going to get cheered and I will I would pay money to go watch a Bray Wyatt Kevin Owens match singles match 20 minutes oh beautiful I'd watch it um but I think I think you've hit it the nail on the
0: head. That's exactly what they've got to do. But, you they've know, just got you're, not see, him you're not going to see inside of the roster.
1: Yeah, you're not going to see Bray Wyatt coming out and slapping five. You're not going to see him. You know, letting kids hold the lantern. You're not going to see him. You know, pick a fan you out. You could of
0: the, see that. Maybe not like you know on Raw, but like at Access or whatever. I could see yes. him letting kids well, hold. Well, he's there. done
1: and he's done that stuff. You know, they've all I mean, done remember, that stuff. Do you, um, do you remember what, what Bray
0: Wyatt was doing in his feud with John Cena? I mean, he was ostensibly the heel, but everybody was booing the heck out of John Cena, and they even had a little choir kid come out with Bray Wyatt. That's how he won the Steel Cage match. Right, and they had like a whole, an entire choir of children coming out with him after that. That was so strange, given his seemingly, you know, Mm -hmm. heel allegiances, to see that sort of interaction with that
1: character. But I think they've already proved that they have the capacity to do it. I think we see more fan interaction. I think he starts singing again. That whole world yeah, in a hands song, because then the fans will join in, and he can let them sing, and he just drops down to pose. I, you know, I, I'm I excited, as disappointed as I was at the end of WrestleMania, to think you know, that Bray Wyatt, I was like, you, we might not even see him again. Like, they might try to repackage him, you know, whatever. Um, I'm now intrigued. I don't care if it's a mid-card feud. This is a feud that he can win. I don't think they let the R- League of Nations go over, and again... I would watch a Bray Wyatt versus Rusev match all day long. That would be a match that I would do the fight forever chance like we saw with Zayn and Nakamura. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, I I am intrigued. The point of the segment, I think you're absolutely right. It was to make sure everyone on that roster. They had a little checklist. All right, Jack Swagger, check. Bo Dallas, check. Bray Wyatt, check. Um. But other, you know, and if it if it helped that The Rock put him over verbally all that I'm all for it. So, I don't know that it helped necessarily, but I bet you that's what they think. Did we talk? Did. Have we talked about uh releases yet? WWE releases? No. Well, a, a little bit. You know, I, I don't. Re- I think we mentioned the fact that we were expecting some. Yes. Did we talk about who we would, were expecting or? Uh, yeah, okay. we mentioned Damien Sandow amongst yes. those names. Um, I haven't seen anything yet. You know, Brie Bella has officially retired. Apparently, she's gonna. Her official retirement will take place on Total Divas. That's fantastic. Um, that tells you something. Yes.
0: Though, yes. with their. Well, place and the and, and
1: it is an interesting. It is. It is. I think historically we will look back and find this to be very um, poignant that the Bellas stopped actively wrestling right around the time that women's wrestling became a thing. Are you presuming
0: Nikki Bella's not coming
1: back? I'm presuming Nikki Bella is not back full-time. Maybe she wrestles a handful of matches, but I don't think we see her as a regular talent again. Okay. Um... All right, so we did. I think we do. You do. I
0: think we do see Earthquake okay. Talent again, only because as long as she's with John Cena, we know he's going to go
1: back full time. So I imagine they'll be traveling together. I could see her take a non-active, re- you know, wrestling role. Mm. You know, I could. Well, see- maybe. I, maybe. I don't think she's got enough promo skills to be a manager necessarily, but I could see her as you know an on-air personality or something like that. Okay, and then she still travels. Um But I don't know. I, You know, I haven't given Nikki Bella a lot of thought. I thought it was... I don't know why she came down to the ring in her ring gear at WrestleMania. You know? Yeah, that seemed like an odd that, choice That today. was very odd. Uh You know, she could have come down in regular clothes, and it would have made just as much... You know, somebody tweeted a picture of it, and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to try twin magic with a neck brace in the Ultimate. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Um... So that's the emails. Thank you, Nate. You can send us emails, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. You can head on over to ddtpod.com, register, uh, and join the action. Uh, Check out our articles. You can find the podcast. You can find the forums where you can, you know, post till your heart's content and join some of the great conversation there. Um you know, I know we're only at the one hour mark, but I have hit everything on my list. This is what happens when you podcast, you know, three times in six days. Uh, anything I'm missing that we should be talking about? Hmm. I'm looking at the raw results. I don't see anything.
0: I mean, I suppose not.
1: What a way to Do you end. have
0: any fond memories of Blackjack Mulligan?
1: I would the the Blackjacks were a little before my time. You know, he is the grandfather of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. He is the father of Barry Windham. Um so he is their grandfather-in-law technically. Did we talk at all about the Hall of Fame? You know, I don't actually think we did. We were too big. We talked about NXT and then we talked about WrestleMania. I think we kind of glossed over the Hall of Fame. Um I didn't watch it. Not going to lie. Oh, um, I watched highlights, um, but I didn't see the whole thing. But I'm familiar enough with it that we can discuss it. Did you watch it? I did. I, then, I always watch it. Then, so, then share. Why? Why should I watch it? I know I'm a wrestling historian. I really should watch it. But why do you watch That's, it every year? That's why. Precisely that reason. Okay. Um, I'm not much of a wrestling historian, but
0: I do find that aspect of it rather fascinating. Okay. Um, now, so that your said. That said, um, you get a lot of overindulgent bullcrap. That's why I don't watch it. Michael P.S. Hayes. Oh my god. <laughs> that entire segment was complete indulgence because of his current position with the company. Like, by the time they were pulling out people's kids, and they were he was out there in his costume, and his little fanny pack, which I'm presuming must be a colostomy bag, and then he just... He's singing his song, and people are tolerating it, and it's just like, the only reason why you got to sing that song, dude, is because of who you are right now, Mm -hmm. and it's the worst, most boring thing in the world, and I could care less about it, and if there's anybody else out there who thinks that was a great segment, I'd love to hear it, because, oh my god, I I already said it, but self-indulgent bullcrap is the only way
1: I can put it. And that's why I don't watch it, is because... It seems to be, let's get these people out there. And especially now that it's on, was it on USA or was it on the network? Network. Now you don't have a time limit. I so know. So now Vader can get up there and talk for 20 minutes doing an introduction for Stan Hansen. And people on he Twitter did. were hilarious because all they were talking about is Vader must know he's not getting into the Hall of Fame now, so he's decided to do his Hall of Fame speech and then induct Stan Hansen. Um, nah. But, you know, Ric Flair got up there and was... Ric Flair had a great speech. You think so? Okay. I would say
0: watch the whole damn thing. Okay. I think he was one of the best inductors of the evening. All right. Um, He was up there. He was doing his Flair thing. Don't get me wrong. But he was focused on his interactions, getting Sting started in this business. And admittedly, it was from his point of view. But what other point of view would you expect him to have? True. True. Um, And to that end, I think he spoke very well, um, for the most part, eloquently, for, you know, Ric Flair at this stage of his life. And I I thought it was entertaining and things I had never necessarily heard or knew. And certainly when Sting came out, he had a lot of interesting things to say, and it certainly sounded like, from what Sting had to say in his speech, that he felt Reciprocally, towards Ric Flair as Ric Flair was speaking about him. So I got the feeling like that was actually a very cohesive and and you know a good, good. sort of whole
1: induction unit. Well, there you have. I will watch. You have recommended. You don't often recommend. I watch things mainly because I tend to watch everything. But I will go back and watch the whole thing. I can't guarantee to actually pay attention. The to one thing
0: it. I, the one thing I will say is I always watch it live because. And this is the part of the reason why I watch it when it's on. Because I noticed this the last couple of years. They edit things out uh, okay. afterwards. okay. So if you you only way to see the whole actual thing is to watch it live. Ah, all right. And that's part of the intrigue for me. Is what is somebody going to say
1: that's not going to be there later? Got it, got it, got it. Okay, well that's interesting. I'll still check it out though. Um, so let's see, the inductees, Stan Hansen... Um, had the Godfather do.
0: Um you know, fine. He spoke very well for himself, but I have trouble believing in the prestige of an organization which has one of its inductees come out with a hoe train. Fair enough. I I just have some I understand that was part of his character, part of his career, and you know certainly
1: a memorable sort of component. Did he talk about his whole career, or did he just talk? Hmm. Because you know, I'm I, unsure. I'm all for Charles Wright, the man getting in, because he's Papa Shango, he's Kama, he's Kama the Supreme Fighting Machine. It he's Kamu seems Kamu to my
0: recollection. That he focused on simply The Godfather.
1: And and that's, you know, Razor Ramon got inducted, Scott Hall did not. The Godfather got inducted, Charles Wright did not. I'm not sure why that's happening. I don't, you know. Yeah. um, I'd like these guys to get in uh, as a representative of their whole career, but at the same time, good for him. Um, I love The Big Boss Man. One of my favorites. So that was nice. Um, Apparently one of his daughters was quite eloquent. So um, she 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 spoke well. For people herself, were talking about her... how you know she should get into wrestling now. Um, going way off on a different topic because it just popped into my head. Do you have any intention on watching Holy Foley? Uh probably. Okay, I- I'll probably at least give it a shot. <laughs> I think that's probably where I'll be too. I still have only ever watched the first two episodes of the Edge and Christian show. I haven't. watched I think any I've of watched three, and I've got no desire to watch any more yeah, of it.
0: So, um, but Holy Foley, I like Mick Foley a whole yes, lot. Obviously. But I also think he is a rather entertaining personality. So, I don't know. I feel like if you were going to make, you know, Chrisley Knows Best into a show with a wrestler, you could do a lot worse than Mick Foley. So,
1: uh, I'll give it a shot, at least. Uh, I will say this, as we're wrapping up here. Mick Foley looked great at WrestleMania. Uh, For Mick Foley. For Mick Foley. He looked in shape for Mick Foley. He was throwing forearms and did a running. He actually ran to do that running knee strike. Like, I don't want to ever see him wrestle again. Nope. But in that instance, I was like, okay, you know. I saw later he posted on Facebook he lost 50 pounds doing some, I don't you know, combination of DDP yoga and, like, hydrotherapy or something like that. But
0: Well, good for him because he needs to lose the weight, he needs to keep it off, and he needs just... I don't know whether physical therapy at this point has anything left to offer him, but I would say that whatever he's doing, it's doing wonders, and I hope he keeps Mm -hmm. it up because last time I saw him, the man looked like he couldn't walk. That fake not being able to walk that Shane McMahon did coming out at the beginning of the show, that is how McFoley legitimately
1: was walking for years, um, Mm -hmm. and not that long ago. When we saw him. When we saw him live a year and a half ago-ish with GQ... You know, yeah, he was not moving very well at all. So, Mm -hmm. all right. This is DDT Wrestling, and we are coming to the end. So I ask you, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity that you are taking with you into the week or into the weekend? It's not going to be anything from Raw. um, But I I guess...
0: Uh, I'm just going to go with Oscar being my uh, women's okay. champion of NXT. I, I'm still very excited to see where that goes, and unfortunately, this week was a recap show, mostly, mm-hmm. on NXT, so I didn't get to see any well, of that. And,
1: and apparently, they did a taping at someone, I think, Access or something, so a lot of these... Things are. I don't know how much storytelling we're going to see in the next few weeks. I think we're going to be in one of those Ring of Honor style periods where matches are taped and we'll see some good action. But I don't know that we're going to see furthering of stories, which, you know, as long as I get three or four matches that are new, I'm fine. Fair enough. Uh, my piece of positivity is the returning Swiss Superman Cesaro. I don't care where he goes. I don't care if he's in the you know Intercontinental title picture. He'd be a great person to just destroy The Miz and take the title. And it was like <laughs> a series of transitional champions. Um, but uh, the entrance was great. The crowd reaction was exactly what you would hope Cesaro would get. I hope this means good things for him. I have reasonable expectations, uh, but I was excited to see him. So, welcome back, Cesaro. Uh, I look forward to seeing SmackDown to watch you wrestle again because very few people are as good as he is. Yep, he's fantastic. Looking forward to it. All right, he is Doc Manson. at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Um, I don't know if my awesome single My House will, you know, be on iTunes that you can buy, Um, but I can, if people are interested, you know, post the song itself. I do have it as an mp3. So... (laughs) Uh, I, I thank you for your patience and not leaving. Uh, you know, somebody, I, our, our good buddy Chip said, you know, when I said I'm, you know, I'm going to play it at the beginning of the show and listen to him react, he's like he's going to throw his headphones down and walk away. <laughs> you came close Chip, a couple of times. I considered you it. Came close I a considered of it. Times. All right. Um, for Doc Manson, unless you have final thoughts, I'm wrapping this up. All right. Uh, ddtpod.com is your one-stop shop for everything ddt wrestling podcast articles a forum there just for you find us on itunes subscribe hand us a five-star I am, review i am begging you begging you for that review get on there
0: review our podcast How many reviews do we have
1: none oh come on all right w- what can we offer I I don't know. Bestie Challenge. Get out there. There we go. The Bestie Challenge. Who will be the first person to write us a review on iTunes? For Doc Manson, I am DC Matthews. We will see you around the neighborhood.